bonus brought it to him. Hey everybody and welcome to All Pacers, the only podcast by Pacers fans and for Pacers fans. Uh, as always, this is Jeremy and I'm joined by Jack. And for the first time in a few weeks, we got Breezy here with us today. What's up, fellas? I'm back. Not dead. Well, we never said you were dead. Well, we weren't sure either, though. Uh, Jeremy, let me add, I'm sure there's other Pacer fan podcasts out there. No, we're the only one. Oh, okay. We're the ones that matter, right? Yeah. Also, as I was saying it, I was thinking to myself, I think I don't always say it the same order. Sometimes I say by Pacers fans, for Pacers fans, Jeremy, and for Pacers fans, by Pacers Jeremy, fans. since I came up with the phrase, you haven't said it the exact same way once. I notice it every single week. I just, I'm just, i like, okay. The only part fine. I care about is saying, welcome to all Pacers, and then saying podcast all, later. All that I ask you to say is, for Pacer fans, by Pacer fans. Yeah. Or you can even say, by Pacer fans, for Pacer fans. That's all. <laughs> I just like to try and change it up every once in a while, you know? Or every time, yeah. Or every and I'm time, not, and I'm not mad about it, Jeremy. It you're you're doing the intro. It's your thing. If you want to say it however you want, it's your right. By Pacers, four Pacers, and the fans are here. Yes, that's that'll be next week. Um, if we ever make the roster, we we could say by Pacers, and if a Pacer listens, we can say four Pacers. So that can be a goal. It's true. Yeah, that's like true. I don't want to count any of your uh, alternative ways of saying it out. <laughs> But anyway, th- why, why are we even talking about this? Austin's back. Austin. Yeah. You're not you're not dead. <laughs> Again, we never yeah. said you were dead. But we But it was a it. rumor circulating. Yeah, it was trending on Twitter probably. <laughs> well, how are you guys? We're good. We've been good. Okay, Alive no, I was well? talking to the listener. Oh. I was talking to the listener. <laughs> While talking to Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, you were looking right at me. <laughs> well, he's a medium. <laughs> I speak to the dead. You're just a body here. Surprise. He is dead. I'm a medium. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back to all dot seance. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, You got a stat of the day, though? Or do you want to give us a life update? Hey, so here's a quick fun. I got a fun fact of the day, too. Fun fact. Before we started recording the podcast, Jeremy and Jack were both going in on We've gotten to the stat of the day in a minute. We've gotten to the stat of the day in a minute the last three times we've recorded. Hmm. All of, all the talking for the last three minutes now has been Jack and Jeremy, <laughs> and we're just now getting to the stat of the day. I think it's something about you being in the room. I just bring a certain... There's a lighter vibe. It's an aura. An aura. An aura. Do I bring a deathly energy? No, it's he's a ghost, so maybe we're just a little jittery <laughs> around the ghost. Mm, perhaps. But he, he's not dead. Well, we are uh, three minutes and like twenty-ish seconds in, so yeah, not bad. Still, that's that's pretty good for our usual when you're here. And I that's mean, counting it, the theme song, so yeah. But and do you have a stat of the day? Yes, I have a stat of the day, and oh, I just pulled my Google Chrome out. Okay, now I got it back. <laughs> hey, do you guys know where you were on April sixteenth, nineteen ninety-five? I do not. Uh. My sister was almost born in a few days, so maybe, you know, as a baby, I was just preparing for that. Well, I was born on this Oh, my gosh, duh. Dude, I'm, yeah. I was probably waiting at the hospital for you then. Well, you would have had to have been waiting at Market Square Arena, (laughs) where I was birthed on the women's bathroom floor. (laughs) Oh, jeez. At least it's not the men's. Like, I can get a little sloppy. Oh, hey, listen. Our lady listeners, here's one thing you need to know. 
men's bathrooms in arenas, stadiums, are the filthiest places you could ever go. There is pee everywhere. <laughs> in in spaces you didn't think pee could get, there is pee in a men's restroom. But thankfully, I was born in the ladies' room. I didn't cry either, by the way, when I came out. Let me. I just want to say, I've speculated before that he was born in the arena, and I'm <laughs> glad it's now confirmed that this is happening. Yeah. We're confirming and denying a lot of rumors today. I'm not dead, but I was born in the Pacers arena. And uh, I hopped out just in time for tip-off. <laughs> Went and got myself a pretzel with cheese. Of course. And uh, we watched the Pacers dominate the Timberwolves. There we go. This was a really good Pacers team. They went to the conference finals. Could have beat the Magic and played the Rockets. Uh, but they didn't. But they won this game. They beat the lousy. This is a terrible Timberwolves Don't tell us team. who's on the team. What do we get if we can guess one player? On the Timberwolves? Yeah. I'll give you some of this popcorn that, that oh my you, popcorn <laughs> that you and your wife have let me eat. Yeah. Do you have any guesses? I don't. Uh Paul Pressey. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um oh, hold on. Is this Oh, no, it's not the same Mike Brown. There's a guy named Mike Brown who was probably a bench warmer for them, but it's not the coach Mike Brown. Okay, I think. gotcha. Um there is one guy on their team who was on the dream team. Oh, uh, Leitner. Yep, yeah. Christian Leitner. And he was actually their leading scorer. He had 20 points in this 114-75 defeat. Whoa. Wow, big, big win. win. Yeah. Uh, no particular stats. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll give this one to Mark Jackson. I was going to say, you can't have a stat of the day and then say there's no stat. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Mark Jackson had six points and ten assists. Um, he also had four rebounds. So... <laughs> Good game, Mark wow. Jackson. I just figured I'd chalk this one up. I'd give Mark Jackson some credit because I'm sure at some point in this podcast I'm going to complain about him oh. as an announcer. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to it later, yeah. So, uh, Who was the Pacers' leading scorer, Reggie? No, it was Rick Smith. He had 22 points. Nice. Derek McKee had tw 20 points. I'll tell you what, uh, Rick Smith loves beating up on Shaq, so that makes sense. That. Was Shaq they, on the Timberwolves? Oh wait, the no. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was. You you mentioned the I conference mentioned they finals. Played the Magic, yes. And as soon as you say Rick Smiths, I think of that first two minutes in the 2000 finals where he beat up on Shaq. So it just got <laughs> yeah. in my head. Rick. And Shaq had like ridiculous stat lines that whole series after that. Yeah. Poor babies. Hey, we're glad you're back, Austin. Thanks for the side of the day. It feels good to be back. I don't get cheddar popcorn other places. It's not cheddar. Just butter. I don't get popcorn anywhere, really. What's going on with the with your mouth there? Yeah, you tasting cheese? <laughs> you're, you're tasting oh, cheddar where there's none. <laughs> it's a little strange. Just movie theater butter popcorn. All right, we're gonna move on away from the cheddar butter popcorn talk. <laughs> uh, big news from this week, of course. We recorded our podcast last week a day before Rick Carlisle was hired, so we missed that news last week. So we're here to talk about it today. We also got news that he hired Lloyd Pierce as his lead assistant. Jack, what are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize. We named every coach that could have been the coach of the Pacers, and we didn't get Rick Carlisle. I think you're right. Yeah. Usually how it goes, that's how it went last year as well with Nate Bjorkren. We never, I don't think we ever said his name. but well, his, That's not – Bjorkren isn't shocking. Yeah. 
Carlisle, well, I mean, so Carlisle was still the coach of the Mavericks last week as far as, I mean, we thought he was going to still be the coach. It seemed like a lot of the issues with the team was from the front office and Luka, and then Rick Carlisle and the team split ways. So he's our new coach. And Jeremy, let me be honest with you. I'm actually kind of excited about it because, uh, first of all, it's not Steve Clifford and it's not Terry Stotts. Yes. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, he won a championship with, I mean, they did have Dirk, who's an all-timer, but I mean, was I guess Dirk was kind of past his prime at that point too, um, and like just had a team of just a bunch of really good players, and they won a championship against LeBron James mm-hmm. and the Heat. So and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and Mike Bibby, Eric Spolstra. I don't know who else was on the team. <laughs> Zadrunas Ilgauskas, man, there was some weird guys. On Mike that Miller. Team. Um, uh, was Mike Miller on that team? Well, I don't think he, the last three guys that we said are. I don't think Bibby, Ilgauskas, no, or Bi- Miller was. Bibby and Ilgauskas were on that team. That lost, lost to the Mavericks? Oh, yeah, they, weren't, they didn't win any, though. Oh, because that was the first season. It was the first one. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Big Z followed him to try and get a That's title. right. That's right. I don't know if Mike Miller was on the team yet. I, I know he won. Mike Miller, I think, was the last two years. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, he he won both rings. He did, so last three years? Maybe, yeah. Or maybe or just two the middle the two. Three. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm excited about Rick Carlisle as our coach. He seems like he's a tough guy to play for at times, especially when friend of the podcast Scott Pollard came on to do his interview. Yeah, um, He didn't love Rick Carlisle as a coach, and a lot of that is because he is tough to play for. Um, it seemed, from what I've been reading, it seems like he was super chill and laid back with the, the Mavericks when they had Jason Kidd for those five years or three or five years mm-hmm. um, because he had a coach on the floor being the voice. Um, and then once he was gone, it was OJ Mayo and Darren Collison running the offense. And apparently Rick Car- Carlisle just lost it constantly because he didn't have a Jason Kidd on the court. He had Darren Collison and OJ Mayo. So there was a bad Rondo year in there too. For sure. Bad Rondo year. Um, and yeah, I mean, is Brogdon that guy? Do we have that kind of guy that can, you know, keep Rick Carlisle sane? I don't know. Yeah, I think last week we specifically talked about why the Pacers wouldn't hire Rick Carlisle. Yeah. Because <laughs> we brought up the article that said he would yell at inanimate objects. Oh, so we did talk about this. Yeah. Okay. And my concern was why would we hire a guy that has weird player relationships when we just had to fire a guy for the same reasons? But then the Pacers doubled down and hired Lloyd Pierce, too, who also has that same <laughs> problem. But that that's my if they can figure that out, that should be the easiest thing in the world to figure out is player relationships and how to make that work. These two guys know they have everything else in the toolbox you need to be successful coaches. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful, and I think they're going to do a good job. Yeah, we got a winning coach. Yeah. Here's in Lloyd Pierce, you mean. <laughs> yeah, I think he did have a technically a winning record this year before they fired. Maybe. I'll, or I'll maybe they were like 500. Well, you, have you bring in Lloyd Pierce because he can relate to these players because Lloyd Pierce and these players probably all hate Nate McMillan. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, also, you have to look beyond the head coaching job that Lloyd Pierce did, which was like, it was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. But you have to look back to when he was an assistant, and he's regarded around the league as a great assistant coach. Uh, he was in Philly in early in, in beads and career and helped develop Embiid into the player he became so he's a guy who can work with big men which is something we need if they're planning on keeping Sabonis and Turner and he's a guy who knows his role as an assistant sometimes being a head coach just isn't the right fit for a guy so maybe Lloyd Pierce is better in a more behind the scenes role where he can just work on the X's and O's 
and be with the players and not have to be the head coach in the face of the organization? Uh, he was 14-20 and 20 this year for the Hawks before they fired him. Okay. He's a losing coach. He has never had a winning he record. He is a losing record. He was also, I, I want to add, he was a player development uh, staff member for the Grizzlies, or I guess assistant for the Grizzlies. So what years? 2011 to 2013. Oh, those are some really good Grizzlies mm-hmm. teams. Yeah, so, but also keep in mind how many players the Hawks had hurt while he was there, and then they all came back. Yeah, the Bogdanovich thing, and were healthy when McMillan took over. So that's a big part of it. That's true. Yeah, but we should see more uh, coaching uh, assistant coach roles getting filled in the coming days. Uh, it's been pointed out to, uh, some I've seen around that. As much as everyone wants Dan Burke back, he is under contract and he is not going to be back on the Pacers <laughs> next year. I would so be stop super- wishing for it. I don't know why that even started back up. Wait, like, where did this start? Who's wishing for an assistant coach? A lot, a lot of people on Twitter because he he's the defensive guy. Uh, apparently, Rick Carlisle recommended Dan Burke for the Pacers job when they first hired him back in the nineties. Oh, so there's a tie in there, but like this, it's just not going to happen. That's not someone they can bring back. They can get other defensive coaches back in to help out on the staff. Also, Wikipedia, which is where I'm getting most of my research for this conversation, mm. um, has a picture of Carlisle from 2011 as the main picture with uh, really bad hair. Just a funny choice of picture <laughs> for his Wikipedia page. But anyway, yeah, uh, you feel good about the Carlisle hire, though? Yeah, I feel good. Um, I, I've got some notable things he said in his introductory press conference. Ooh. If you want me to go through some of those. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, the best part was he was an assistant in Portland when Sabonis was born, Demonis Sabonis. Oh. And apparently he was going to congratulate, congratulate Arvidas, and Arvidas showed him the birth video, <gasps> which is shocking. What? <laughs> which, how crazy is that? That is. He said it was TMI. I, think, I feel like that has to be an understatement, but that happened. What? I can't say I'm so, I think that's like might be an Eastern European thing, maybe. I don't know. Where he was just like I can't more imagine open to it. And he was like, hey, here's, oh, okay. here's a video. Yeah, maybe. Here's my wife crowning. <laughs> Jeez. So he, in a way, experienced Sabonis's birth. Yeah. I mean, he's known Sabonis since he was a child. So or at least saw a video of it. Well, okay. How would he watch the video back? Was he like handed a VHS? Probably. So, dude, just leave. Well, leave while the VHS is getting like you don't have to. No, it's no. not like he just uh, showed the phone in his face real you quick. You could have the playback on the camera if you got a nice. Oh, camera. that's yeah, that's true. Oh, you okay. could have like the little screen on there. I don't know when those were invented, but I feel like I a, think they were around, around that time. Nineties, yeah. He was probably born what like ninety seven, ninety eight. Sabonis. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think. 97, probably. Maybe, maybe a little bit before that. I think Carlisle was an assistant for the Pacers in 97. Oh, well, I don't know then. Oh, yeah, yeah, 97 to 2000 was an assistant. So it could have been 97 earlier. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, he pointed out that he wants to be sure he works on rotations and making sure guys don't play a ton of minutes, which was a huge complaint from a lot of people, including us last year, because Bjorken really ran Sabonis and – Brogdon into the ground a lot of the time. So it's nice to hear that that's a point he's going to be making this year to work on rotations. Uh, he said he wants to see Miles Turner around the rim more, being a lob threat. And what, Jack, you're shaking your head. What? I know. He came in and Get, was all over Miles Turner. He's been a fan it. of Miles Turner since 2016. I know. Well, yeah, that's how you get hired. Talking about. That's how you get hired for the Pacers. So. Hang on. <laughs> all right. So your theory is that for the last five years, 
Rick Carlisle has been talking it up about Miles Turner in hopes to be hired by the Pacers again. <laughs> so so that he could quit coaching Luka Doncic. Yeah, that's your theory? No, my my annoyance with this is we're not trading Miles Turner now. Maybe they'll trade Sabonis. Right, and that's why I'm annoyed by this. There's, I mean, it's just like why I don't. You're, he'll probably bring the best out of Miles Turner, so I'm not gonna be mad about it. But well, I'm you, just like, okay, you are. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just like, what? Why, why have we been? Why does everyone want Miles Turner to get traded? And then all of a sudden, we're it's like we're definitely not gonna trade. I don't do, know. Do you know what I hear when he says that? You you you're aware of my complaints that Miles Turner is for some reason the four on this team. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to make him the five. Okay, which is what needs to happen. That's yeah. going to help with spacing. So if he can get the spacing right and figure out a way to rotate those players well, then perfect. That's going to be great. Miles Turner should be around the rim more. He shouldn't be standing around the three point line, That's which true. is what he's done for the past two years on offense. Right. Uh, another thing he brought up, of course, is focusing on defense. That's going to be huge this year. Pacers gave up. 140 points too many times last year it was kind of crazy so did the mavericks also true so we'll see if we can figure <laughs> that out uh let me see if there's anything else that was interesting he's uh he did bring up the importance of evolving as a coach and social media in today's nba game so it'll be interesting to see how he brings that into play whether he i, I feel like that's a move for like towards player relationships to be like hey uh, get out there, say what you want. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what he means by that. Maybe he'll do a TikTok. He has done TikToks before. Oh, he's he uh, he does them with his daughter. Oh god. So oh, go. that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's not a good dance. He's a TikTok guy, huh? We just hired a, a TikTok coach. Well, his daughter's on TikTok. <laughs> he just shows up in the videos. Also, have you seen all the TikToks of uh, Sabonis? Yes. He does them with his brother-in-law. Yeah, cringy. It's his brother-in-law's series is like doing, showing his, his, he, it says showing my NBA brother-in-law blank. And then they do a TikTok trend together. And Sabonis is always terrible in them. (laughs) He doesn't commit. That's the problem. You know what, man? Uh, Shout out to Demonis Sabonis for even doing that. His, this brother-in-law is totally taking advantage (laughs) of his fame and is super cringy. Okay. You would do it too. I would do it too. Uh, I don't have TikTok. I would. I would not do TikTok with it. it. Oh, if you were on TikTok and you had an NBA brother-in-law, you would do videos with. Yeah, him but all I can't think that way because I've <laughs> never had TikTok. If you had an but NBA you brother-in-law, think, you you know how to clout. Okay, chase, you guys know me. Am I going to do dancing videos on TikTok? Oh, okay, yeah, clout me, chase. Let me switch it up. You're okay. a clout chaser for <laughs> sure. <laughs> let me switch it. If you had an NBA brother-in-law, Breezy and I wouldn't be here. You'd be doing this podcast <laughs> just with him. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he'd be For in sure. New Albany in the off seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just forget about you guys real quick. Yeah. We know. <laughs> hey. Or so a actual fun Rick Carlisle fact. That game, uh, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something. We are actually all one degree away from Rick Carlisle. Why? Because. Uh, uh, a guy we know used to give him flight lessons. Who? Hickory. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that completely. And they're, like, actually friends. So stay tuned. Maybe a little Rick Carlisle appearance Maybe here. Rick Carlisle. That's going to be a tough will, sell, don't you think? Will give us a plane ride, <laughs> and we'll do a podcast while it's on autopilot. Uh, a couple of closing notes from this press conference. Uh, he said Domas is one of the best players at doing stuff on the inside. 
but he made sure to point out that his views on post-play have, has evolved over the years. So maybe that means we see a little less of the possessions ending with Sabonis trying to do some post moves inside. And he also said that this is not a team where you want to tank and start getting picks. So he's really indicating that this is uh, probably the team we're going to see moving forward. That's exactly what I would say if I was hired as the coach of the Pacers. Well, also, you wouldn't say that unless you knew that the front office wasn't going to be making moves. <laughs> That's true, too. So I think he knows what he's saying. Yes. Also, Rick Carlisle wouldn't go to a team that was going to tank. Oh, 100% agreed. He, yeah. he wants to win. He said uh, if you don't have a championship, then if you're – if he's referring to the Pacers as a team, not as – not to himself. He said, if you don't have a championship, then there's uh, unfinished business. So he wants to get in here and try and win. I love it. I I mean, let's go. I'm a, I'm a Rick Car- Carlisle fan, um, and I'm just glad Nate Bjorkgren's gone. <laughs> if I don't even think I need to reiterate that. I think everyone knows. All right, well, we can get to get, move on to some other Pacers news. Uh, TJ McConnell has indicated that he wants to – Stay in Indy, which is what I predicted a couple months ago. As I said, he's got a family, yep. and he likes playing here. Yep. So it makes sense for him to want to stay. So hopefully they can make that deal work out. And he just had a career year, too. Um, yeah. Also on that, uh, Carlisle said that he wants the team to re-sign both him and McDermott. Mm-hmm. McDermott uh, was the only player from this Pacers roster last season that Carlisle has coached in the past. He Played he, for Dallas few years he ago. He really liked McDermott when he played there too. Good, I didn't know that. So he was a, he was a big McDermott guy. I love that. So uh, I, I mean, we, I'm sure we all would love to have both of them back. So hopefully we can make that work. Yeah. Um, if you can filibuster for a second, I'll pull up the contract situation. Uh, let's see. Uh, Evan Massey. This is all from Evan Massey. It says the Pacers and TJ McConnell have major mutual interests in a new deal this offseason. It's highly unlikely he leaves Indiana in free agency unless something drastically changes. Um, he, Evan Massey, works for NBA Analysis Network. And then um, the Analysis Network also said newly hired head coach Rick Carlisle mentioned the team wants to re-sign both McConnell and Doug McDermott this offseason in his press conference. So that was on June 30th. So hopefully we can see them back. Um, and we're going to have to make some moves too. So I don't I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that are, if there's even a realistic way to get both of them back. Because I, I would bet that – I don't know. What do you think TJ McConnell's worth, Austin? Mm, five or six million bucks. Yeah, which we don't really have. I mean, is that mid-level – that's mid-level exception money, right? I guess but so. Is yeah, anyone getting little, that? I read that, um, again, I have to pull up the exact number for the mid-level exception, but I read somewhere that they would both they could both be getting mid-level exception numbers, which is this year going to be – hang on. Okay. I'll find it. We're anxiously awaiting. Uh, $9 million. Oh, so they could wow. both realistically expect to get offers in that range. Oh, is what I've read. Okay, well, I mean, I think that would be great for both of them. Doug McDermott might be able to make a little more, but he kind of uh, had a rough end to the season. So I don't know. I don't know if people are going to hold that against him. But was the third option for much of the year in scoring for the Pacers, sometimes second. Which is woof. <laughs> now, if they go into the tax, they can use the taxpayer mid-level exception which is 5.8 million um but we'll have to wait and see um either way they're gonna have to if they want to sign both of them they're gonna have to let some other guys go so we'll have to see what happens there yeah if or else they'll end up way up in the in the tax and i don't think they want that to happen 
Yeah. I did not come. I I did not come prepared today for a deep dive into the contract situation. No, we're, we'll do that next week. But um, and maybe we'll get some more news by then. But do you want to talk about the pre-draft visits? Yeah, I got a list here of okay. all the guys the Pacers have or are going to be working out this summer. We've got B.J. Boston from Kentucky, Matt Coleman from Texas, E.J. Onu from Shawnee State, Austin Reeves from Oklahoma. Jaden Springer from Tennessee, Moses Wright from Georgia Tech, Trey Mann from Florida, Eugene Omarui from Oregon, Joshua Primo from Alabama, DJ Stewart from Duke, JT Thor from Auburn, and Marcus Zagorowski from Creighton. Those are all the official names on the Pacers prospect workout yeah, list. Yeah, and uh, I don't think we've talked about any of these guys, so do, do any of the names stand out to you? To me... Uh, I like B.J. Boston's potential. I don't know where he'll fall in this draft. Uh, B.J. Boston was one of the most disappointing players in college basketball. I know, but I like I like his potential because he was a very highly rated recruit out of high school. Here's a tweet I read today. Okay, let's hear it. That said the Pacers love drafting guys like B.J. Boston, whose stock fell a ton in college, in parentheses, Brian Bowen. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's how's the that only example. How's that, how's that make you feel? <laughs> Uh well I mean I would not that's want one Boston. example I I don't I would not care for B J okay Boston. so do any of those names stand out to you then uh, Matt Coleman the third would be a good look I I don't know if these are I feel like these have to be guys they're looking for later in the draft right yeah surely yeah at that spot um the guys I'm familiar with their game Austin Reeves is good Jaden Springer is good uh, Moses Wright is really good I feel like he might be a little underrated player. He's a senior, though, correct? Yeah, that's the problem with him there. Yeah, so that that is a second-round pick. Uh, Joshua Primo, he was good for Alabama this year, and Zagorowski is a pretty good shooter. So, okay, there you go. Well, I mean, as long as we don't get a TJ Leaf-type prospect, I'll be happy, you know? Uh-huh. Have you seen any movement in the top of the rankings at what the Pacers might be looking for with their 13th pick? You know what? I haven't heard much. Um, I, I think – if you haven't listened to our podcast last week, we we did a, a mock draft mm-hmm. last week, and I think it's worth the listen for the Pacers. Um, we drafted Io Desunmu. I did. did. <laughs> um, probably a little too early, but there's a ton of good guys available. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go back. I won't do too big of a deep dive on this. But, um, I mean, there is a ton of good prospects up there. There's a, you know, I don't know. Who, who would you have picked at 13? Because – what there was the guy from New Zealand, mm-hmm. the guard. Um, at thirteen, I Franz had, Wagner was available in our draft. I had the Pacers taking Giddy at thirteen. Josh yeah, Josh Giddy, Giddy out of the NBL. Uh, that, I feel like that's a pick they would definitely make there. Yeah, for sure. Or yeah, I mean Franz Wagner was available, and then Kispert was available in our draft as well at that point. And all three of those guys, for some reason to me, just stand out as guys that Pacers might draft. Yes. I don't know what it is about for, those three. For but some reason, they all <laughs> seem rather similar Yeah, in one particular this area. Is, yeah, they, they almost fit the mold for a, a Pacers draft pick at that point. So, um, yeah. I w- I, I'm, I'm still in the camp. I hope they trade the pick. You can If you trade it, package it with a player, you're not blowing anything up. And they said they don't need to tank for draft picks. So then you can get in a guy who can help contribute to the team this year. Other... Like a lot of those guys we just listed, they're going to need a year or two probably to develop and get into uh, being able to contribute consistently to an NBA team. Yeah. And you know what? Over the years, too, we've had some good second-round picks that just haven't really gotten a chance to play, but 
have shown glimpses when they do. And Jeremy, I've actually come up with a list of our past, I think it's 10, 11 seasons of Pacers draft picks. And I, I wanted to talk about that with you guys. All and right. like we, we're going to totally just judge the Pacers on what they've done. Okay. So do you want to start from 2020 backwards? We, we probably should do that, actually. Yeah. Okay. So 2020, um, I actually, for some reason, didn't write down exactly what pick this was um, for Cassius Stanley. Let's uh, Was he 50th? Here, I'm looking it up real quick. Well, it's, you're the guy who just looked yeah, up I don't the know why. I know. I don't know why I didn't write down what pick he was exactly here. Also, everyone, welcome Koa, Jack's son, to oh, the yeah, podcast sorry if you in can, the background. Yeah. You know, he loves to be a part of this podcast. So Cassius Stanley was 54th to the Pacers. All right, and let's do this this way. Let's You tell us what your draft grade for the Pacers was, and Breezy and I will say if we think that's fair or unfair. Okay. Um, for this pick, I'm going to give them a undecided. Not decided. Yes, because of the players drafted after him, you, you it doesn't give really. Give them an I, an incomplete. Oh, an incomplete. Yeah, I'll give them an incomplete. The only thing that you can look at, because like the players drafted after him was Jay Scrub, Grant Riller, Reggie Perry, Paul Reed, Jalen Harris, Sam Merrill. Hey, Jay Scrub just put up a two trillion in a conference finals game. <laughs> so there you go. Oh my gosh, dude, he should have gone first round. No, Jay Scrub. Yeah. This is a real person. Yeah. Who does he play for? Clippers. Jay Scrub drafted I've by the Nets traded to the Clippers. Yeah. Oh no. The the Nuggets had this pick, sent it to Brooklyn Nets and traded to the Clippers. Yeah. Wow. A lot of top teams right there. Um Jalen Harris for the Raptors. Uh he just got banned for a year for drugs. He did. So, um So far it sounds so like you, you should think have, it's cocaine. You should have given the Pacers <laughs> a good grade. Well, I mean, it's to me it's like Cassius Stanley barely played when he did. It wasn't anything special. So, well, I'm just going to say incomplete because he's young. Read some more names. Okay, so undrafted players. So that, those were just the guys that were drafted after him that are, had read. Undrafted players, I'm just going to look through this list a little bit. Uh, Diakite from Virginia. Devin Dotson from Kansas. Did he play it all this year? I can't remember. Uh, Marcus Howard for the Nuggets. He got some minutes. Oh, A. Yeah. He was okay, right? Um, Sean McDermott. Did he play for the? He played for the cat. No, he played he for the Grizzlies. Coaches the Bills. <laughs> no, Sean McDermott from Butler played for the Grizzlies. You remember him? No. Okay. Um, Killian Tilly. Did he even play? I don't know. So is that a real name, Killian Tilly? Yeah, yeah. Killian Tilly. So um, yeah, there was Killian Hayes and Killian Tilly. I draft. feel like you should have graded the Pacers a B because they got. I would rather have Cassius Stanley than almost all those guys. Other okay. Than Marcus Howard. But that's because we we know Cassius Stanley. True. Like we we root for him because he's a pacer so i don't know that's the thing i don't know how good these other guys are i honestly don't know how good Cassius stanley is because we don't see <laughs> him play true. so i just i'm giving him an in, i'm giving the pacers an incomplete i think they made the most with this pick real quick do you think uh tyreek evans is going to reach out to jalen harris <laughs> in a, as a support system or maybe he's maybe going to reach out for other reasons or maybe he's like hey you guys you want to hang out sometime? yeah <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> no well uh tyreek evans is eligible to get reinstated back to the NBA. That's so going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe in Shanghai. Uh, I'd, I'd be a Shanghai fan. All right, so 2019, we got Goga Batadze, and that was our only pick of this draft. Uh-huh. Um, we got Goga with the 18th pick right before players like Matisse Thibel, Brandon Clark, um, and then Kevin Porter Jr. Those were all first round. Second round, there's Nick Claxton. 
Daniel Gafford, Eric Pascal. Uh, I mean, there's just a, I mean, but they probably weren't going to get one of those guys. But missing out on Thibault, Clark, Grant Williams was there. I mean, I'd probably rather have Goga. But, yeah. Um, like even Kevin Porter Jr., which I know he had a bad attitude. Like, and he also it, had fifty. He did, but he mm-hmm. was he was rated like the fifteenth prospect. And do you remember he was just dropping? Yeah. Uh, so he ended up falling all the way to thirtieth. Um. And the Bucks picked him, but trade him to Cleveland. So yeah, I'm gonna give the Pacers a C plus for this pick. That's fair. I like Goga, but I like Matisse Thybulle a lot too, and I I would really like to have Brandon Clark in that position as well. So I'm not mad about Goga at that pick because he was picked right before Lucas Samanich. Who is he? Is he okay? Samanich, like, is he an okay player? I haven't really seen I don't him play, know who but this person he's, is. he's Spurs. He's yeah. a, he's a fine player, right? No, he's yeah, he's a role guy off the bench. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even mention you guys love Darius Baisley. He was picked twenty third. We got go get eighteen. The Bays. Ty Jerome, Nasir Lowe. So like some of these guys that Ty he's Jerome. picked over. I'm giving the Pacers a D plus on this one. <laughs> it would be a D minus, but they didn't get Grant Williams, so that. Yeah, saves them. Well, uh, also, Cabin Gailey was drafted 27th. Um, Jordan Poole was drafted 28th. Oh, this is a bad one. Keldon Johnson, 29th. I don't know how I missed that name. So, yeah, maybe I'm going to go with D+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I might yeah. have to change that. Pacers yeah. whiffs. How did I miss you should have read all the names. Cause you, I should have. Yeah, missed. I'm going to start doing that from now on, okay? <laughs> and I also changed mine. If, if you had stayed at C+, plus, I would have said unfair because it was too high. But now that you dropped it down, I think that's a fair Well, rating. I think I said C-, minus, right? You said C plus. I did you say C plus. You definitely said C. <laughs> Jack, are you gonna gaslight us right here, right <laughs> no, now? No, I thought I did. I mean, maybe I did. You're right. And then we also got Jarrell Brantley in the second round with the fiftieth pick. I'm gonna give this a F because <laughs> we well we traded him to Utah, so it doesn't. Well, I don't even know who we got in return because I didn't realize you could click on these little tabs. So um, it's a big pick. Jack discovers tabs. <laughs> um. We got a second-round pick in 2021 in cash considerations from the Jazz, so that that might be our 60th pick well, this so year. So that means you can't rate, you can't uh, make a determination on him. Okay, yet. you're so right. Yeah, what if the they pick. use that cash to buy a fancy new dryer or something? <laughs> you're right. A like plus. Phoenix did. A plus pick and trade. Good point, you guys. All right. Hey, well, hey, wait a second. That washing machine we sent to Phoenix is working out pretty well. <laughs> I know. For I was him. gonna say, <laughs> let's review a cash considerations trade. The Suns are in the finals. Oh. And TJ Warren's hurt. Well, he should be healthy now. Hopefully, Hopefully yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, gosh, if we if the Pacers had that cash, would they be in the finals? Yeah, sent them a lucky washing machine. We could have used that washing machine we this year. We still have Casey Okpala contributing. Who? The Heat Casey Okpala. He was part of that trade. We sent him away. Mm-hmm. I think you made up a name. I didn't. You thought all these names are made up. <laughs> well, hey, you guys just wait because there's a few names coming up that I had never heard of all in right, my life. Ready. All right, so uh, 2018 draft. We had the 23rd pick. We get Aaron Holiday drafted right after. Okay, so this draft is crazy. I saw DeAndre Ayton recently said, I think this might be the greatest draft class of all time. He did say that. And I, I think that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but when you read through this, it's like, whoa, there's a lot of solid players, like, just going straight down the list. There's rare, like rarely a miss. So the order, I'm just going to read like until our pick. So DeAndre Ayton, Bagley, Doncic, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, Colin Sexton, Kevin Knox, Mikhail Bridges, Shea, 
Gildress Alexander, um, Miles Bridges, and then Jerome Robinson, who I don't even think is in the league anymore. But Michael Porter Jr. Woo! Troy Br- <laughs> You do love Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., Zaire Smith, who I don't... Get vaccinated, Mike. <laughs> If you're listening, <laughs> I think Zaire Smith is Zaire Smith and Jerome Robinson so far, guys. Where it's like, ah, those were bad picks. But everything else, you're like, okay. Um, Dante Divincenzo, Lonnie Walker, Kevin Herter, Josh Koji, Grayson Allen, Chandler Hutchinson, Aaron Holiday. That's a really good 23, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, solid. Wait, like solid players throughout. Yeah, I mean, you probably could have stopped before Chandler Hutchinson. Yeah. Oh, well, I love Chandler Hutchinson. You guys know that, right? Yeah. I still have stock in Chandler <laughs> Hutchinson. Um, but then after Aaron Holiday, it's Anferny Simons, Mo Wagner, Landry Wait, say Shaman. It again. Huh? <laughs> say, say his name again. Say both of those names again. Mo, Mo, do you want me to say Wagner? Mo Wagner. There you go. Anferny and, Simons. Anferny Simons. Anferny Simons. What? That's so weird. Anferny. You're going Anferny. Yeah, Anferny Simons. No, it's Anferny. Well, you guys say Herb Simons, so let's. <laughs> Let's That's chill what out that on is. <laughs> Herb Simon. Herb Simon. Um, Look at these herbs. So I, I was ready to rate this uh, pick. No, no, no. Read all the names after it. Oh, okay. So the first round. Okay, so Mo Wagner, Landry Shamit, Robert Williams, Time Lord, Jacob Evans, Zanon Musa, Omari Spellman. That's the first round picks. Some second round notable names, Devontae Graham, Jalen Brutson, Mitchell Robinson, um, Bruce Brown. Svi Mikhailuk, who you guys both love unconditionally. What? what? When have I ever said that? <laughs> I don't know. He just seems like a player you guys would okay, both so really the like. Okay, so the only two names that are standing out to me there are the Time Lord and Mitchell Robinson. Right. So, I mean, well, Devontae, Devontae Graham. Graham. Devontae Graham. Bruce Brown. Jalen Brunson. Dude, but Brunson. I'd rather have Aaron Holiday, I think. Well, then, up no, until this not. year. Up until this year. That's the thing. So, if you asked me this last year, like, what I'd rate this pick. I'd probably say a B, B plus. But now I I kind of feel like it's probably a B minus C plus. Yeah, I would put it in the C plus range because we did miss out on some guys. I'm not mad about it though. I do like Aaron Holiday. He just had a bad year. Hopefully he can bounce back. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to unless he gets traded because yeah, if T J McConnell's coming back and we still have Brogdon, there's really not time for him. I so. think Aaron Holiday in the 13 is a package a number of teams would be good i will give this one a c he is a couple steps above goga (laughs) um and then we got alizé johnson second round 50th pick right before tony carr vince edwards devin hall shake milton and then uh cool boca ray spaulding your boy jeremy ray spaulding kevin hervey thomas welsh george king and costas and tetacompo did I say that right for you guys? The last name? Yeah. Oh, but you said it differently than when you say Giannis's name. Yeah, Giannis and Tedekompo, and then Costas and Tedekompo. You said you said Compo the first time. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna give the Alize Johnson pick a, an A plus. There it is. <laughs> hey, he I mean, dominated the Pacers this year. I mean, there's no no one below him you'd rather have. Right. We'll shake Milton. So oh, it can't yeah. be an A plus then. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I'll give him a, a I'll give him a ninety six, an A. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is fine. an A plus in some grading scales, though. I think. Well, yeah. Well, good. So twenty seventeen. This is when. Hey, let's oh. let me help you out here. Let, let's make this quicker. Just, okay. Just only read the the picks after. 
Okay. You don't need to read the entire. Yeah, first I just round. I just had to because DeAndre Ayton came out and said it's the greatest draft class of all time. And I'm like, well, we don't know yet, but there's a lot of good guys. All right, so 2017, everyone knows this is the notorious TJ Leaf draft. We talk about this all the time. John Collins, F. Um, Jared Allen, OG Ananobi. You don't need to read these. This, <laughs> this is, an is an F. Yeah. So F. But then um, we also drafted Ek Onigbogu in the second round. F. 47. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So F. He had back problems out of the league real quick. Um, and then we ended up, New Orleans Pelicans drafted Sumner, and we got him on draft night. So yep. uh, I'm going to give that pick a B because uh, we didn't draft him, but it's a good pick. So uh, right after Monte Morris, standout that player. That pick was an A. Yeah, um, but before Kadeem Allen, Alec Peters, Nigel Williams, Goss, Jabari Bird, two guys that never played, and Jaron Blossom game, and then one guy that never played. So His last name is Blossom game? Blossom yeah, game, Blossom yep. game. This He's game did not blossom. Us <laughs> from Clemson. He was really good at Clemson. Oh, Spurs, Spurs guy, right? Yeah. Um. So wait, are you thinking of Lonnie Walker? No, I'm thinking of Jaron Blossom. Wait, are you thinking of Lonnie Walker the second? Uh, are you thinking of Lonnie Walker the third? No, I was thinking of Lonnie Walker the fourth. Ah, oh, there it is. Okay, so 2016. Jack, um, give us credit for that Lonnie Walker bit we just did. That was good. Oh, I wasn't even listening. We're not doing it again. Credit has been given. So 2016, uh, Pacers ended up drafting. Fan favorite, Karis LeVert, but trading him on draft night. Yeah. Um, we got him at 20th. That's not our pick, though, so it doesn't count. Well, we drafted him and then traded him, right? Or did they want Karis LeVert? They wanted know? Karis LeVert. Yeah, okay. Well, I was just trying to give the Pacers some credit. So let's just go to the second round when we drafted George Niang. I hope no one could hear that crumpling. You think that was too loud? He had loud? a number of options, such as walking away or just waiting <laughs> to close that. Koa's been screaming the whole podcast. Nobody <laughs> yells at him. Yeah, we're not going to yell at him. Anyway, uh, we got George Yang with the 50th pick. I'm going to give this an A for the Pacers because I'm he, waiting. he was picked before Ben Bentle, Joe Ballenboy, Kay Felder, Marcus Page, Daniel Hamilton, Abdul Nader, and Tyrone Wallace. I know you like Abdul Nader. Abdul Nader. He's in the finals. In the finals. I know you like him. I know you guys like and him. And he's played. But not really. Mm-hmm. He was hurt most of this year. That's why he wasn't playing. Oh my gosh. He got some minutes the last few games. He got, and as soon as he was healthy, he started playing again. I'm not in against. The, I'm not against Abdul Nader. Finals. I'm saying it was a good pick, George Niang at fiftieth. You gave yeah, it. You mean, gave it an A. A plus. Oh, it's, again, it's not an A plus because it's the guy there that you would have. You, you could have. Would you so rather have a. Nader than George Niang though? In for the Pacers draft? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, George Niang was a contributing role player on the Jazz. Is. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, whatever. Give, give it an fine. A. A, A plus. Semantics. Uh, I don't think I'm going to stop calling them the Jazz because, A, they're not fun like jazz music is. B, there's no music. There's no jazz music in Utah. Yeah, that's an all-time missed opportunity. When, so they moved there from New Orleans. They were originally the New Orleans Jazz. Right. They should have name-changed. Oh. Yeah. What what would you call them, the, the Utah Tabernacles? <laughs> the tabernacle, the tap, the, the tabernacles, the tabernaclers, <laughs> the polygamists. <laughs> All right, then we'd have the Knicks and the Knacks in the league because you'd shorten it. They'd oh, yeah, yeah. The, go knack- the, <laughs> the Knacks, yeah. I'm let's well, let's like the Lakers didn't cha- the Lakers should have changed their name. Yeah, they should have the Utah Elders. That's what we'll call them. <laughs> I'm sure there's. There's plenty of names for Utah specific things they could have come up with. Yeah, Utah cyclists. The Romneys. 
they could be the Lakers because Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where they are. Yeah. Uh, let's go to 2015. We got Miles Turner 11th, Joe Young 43rd. Let's start with Turner. Picked just before Devin Booker, but he was picked right after in order. Herzonia, Colley Stein, Moutier, Stanley Johnson, Kaminsky, Winslow, and then Miles Turner. So not a bad pick. Devin- Wait, hang on. Are you giving the Pacers credit for those guys being off the board when they took Miles Turner? I think I am. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Well, I'm just saying. We, if they did dark yeah. magic and said, "Ooh," I guess you're right. But we did miss on Devin Booker, which obviously you'd rather have Booker. Yeah. But um, I think Miles Turner. I I look. Uh, I was going through it. I think he's the fifth best player in this draft. Um, maybe sixth or seventh, depending on how you feel about these two other guys. But Towns, Russell, Porzingis, Booker. I have ahead of Turner. Um, right now, Turner might be ahead of. I'll take Turner over Russell. Yeah, over Russell. Yeah. But, but then also Rozier and Harrell were drafted in this as well. I would definitely take him and over Harrell. And I just I put him there for you, Jeremy, those names. Yeah, you take him over Harrell. Uh, it depends on how Scary Terry turns out in the next couple of years. He's been really up and down. Yeah. I'm, I feel like people give Rozier a higher uh, – they rate him a little bit higher just because of that one Boston year when he took over. But that's what he else. He had a good year, though. Yeah, I mean he, he had a good great year this year. He's having yeah, he's having good years, but I think he's a little overrated. Yeah, uh, we got Joe Young at forty third. Uh, we didn't really get to see him play enough. I think we all think that he was really good. We just never got to see him. But uh, we, he was picked right before Norman Powell. Ah. So I'm going to give this one a C. What'd you give the Turner one? The Turner I'm going to give a wait. You're giving B plus. the Joe Young pick a C. He's out of the league. Who else? But who there else, was who else was picked there behind Joe Young? Yeah. So Joe Young was forty third. There's Aaron Harrison. Norman Powell, Dakari Johnson, Brandon Dawson. Those are the guys who played in the NBA. Everyone else never got a chance. So, Well, maybe they should have taken a chance on somebody. Yeah, maybe. But TJ McConnell was undrafted. Juan Toscano-Anderson was undrafted this year. Royce O'Neal was undrafted. Oh, you got to lower that. Christian Wood was undrafted. TJ McConnell, Christian Wood, Royce O'Neal all there, and you give Joe Young a C. You're right. Before before I gave him the grade, or when I gave him the grade, I hadn't looked at this list yet. I'll, I'll give them a – well, I like Joseph Young. I'm going to give him a C-. minus. Jack, you would be the worst teacher. <laughs> You'd give <laughs> kids their paper back, and they'd be like, you didn't even grade half my tests. No, the way you guys are saying it is you're like, you want me to be like, oh, hey, I gave you a C, but now that I saw that I gave everyone else a D, I'm going to also give you a D. That's how you want me to grade no, papers. No, just want you to – we want you we to want look, you at, to look the at the whole thing. Everyone that was available, guys. This is a long list. I'm trying to do live on this podcast, so well, that's on you for not. Preparing. <laughs> How many more of these do <laughs> well, we? Well, no, have I have it all written down. Two. Well, we, we you want to skip? Well, okay, we're on 2014, so we're just let's Who go. Who is still to on the team? Uh, it's on the Pacers now. N- nobody uh, no is one, Tyler no. Hansbro still on the team? No. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'll just go through it quick then. So 2014, we got Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's but a great pick. the Suns picked him using our pick. So, so no, he yeah. didn't. And then 57th, we got Louis Labier, Lab, Labiri, Labiri. It's a great pick. Uh, never played. Cool. So I'm going to give the Pacers an F that year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what if Louis would have been so bad, though, he would have made the Pacers worse? So, okay, I'll give him a D. So by not playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give him a B. 2013, we got Solomon Hill, 23rd. Um, I actually went through it. I ranked him as the 24th best player in this draft. <laughs> We, I'm, I really went through it. He was picked before Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, Roberson, Gobert in the first round. That's rough. I didn't look at this. I'm not going to look at the second round for this. And then 53rd, we traded to Boston, our pick, and they got Colton Iverson, who never played a game. 
I don't know what we got from Boston for that. 2012, we drafted with the 26th pick, Miles Plumley. The only notes I have written about this is bad pick. <laughs> That's all I have. Um, and 50 was in Parks and Rec though. Miles Plumley? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he has a cameo in Saint Elmo's with Roy Hibbert. Really? Yeah. Oh, no joke. But I will add, we did draft him before Arnett Moultrie, who I, I loved very much at Mississippi State, and I was bummed when the Pacers didn't get him. But Jeremy said it doesn't matter. That would have been a bad pick, too. Yeah, I pointed out that I don't know that guy's name, which means he's also a bad pick. Yeah, uh, so Miles, Plumler, or Miles Plumley was our first-round pick. Um, Second-round picks that we missed were Jay Crowder, Jamon Green, uh, Chris Middleton, Will Barton. So good guys. What's lower than F? <laughs> and then well hang on we're not to our second pick yet so our second round pick 56th we got uh or the raptors picked this with our pick they got tomislav zub zubchich who never played you're good at names thank you also you stopped rating the draft picks uh oh i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you uh, haven't for the last two years you're just throwing names out now <laughs> so i'm gonna give uh solomon hill i'm gonna give that pick a um d no reason. Just some good guys were picked out for him. I, may, I could like it could be an F. You want to give him an F? Yeah. Okay. You guys can give him an F. I'm gonna give him a D plus. All right. 2011. We got 15th pick Kawhi Leonard. Obviously traded for George Hill. So um, once again, we did not get that. Another team drafted that player. Yes. This is not and then pick. 42nd pick we got Davis Bertans, who was also part of the George Hill trade. So we traded yeah. away Kawhi Leonard and Davis Bertans for George Hill. I'm not Davis bad. Davis Bertans is horrible now. <laughs> it, he is. It's he got his money and didn't try anymore. Um, I'm giving the Pacers a C for this because yeah, they traded away uh, the best player in this draft, but we got our point guard for the championship runs where we fell short. 2010, we got Paul George 10th, best player in the draft, great pick. Lance Stevenson 40th, best player in the second round, went through it. Um, unless you think Whiteside or Bielitsa is better than him, I would say no. Bielitsa and Whiteside are still in the league. They are still in the league. Um, and then 2009, we got Tyler Hansborough 13th, and he's not a top 30 player from this draft. I went through it. <laughs> uh, and then A.J. Price at 52nd, picked right before Patty Mills. So F, F, Paul yeah. George, Lance Stevenson, A+, plus, A+. Plus. Kawhi Leonard, Davis Bertans draft. I'm oh, I said C. So, anyway, the point I the reason I did this was I wanted to see if there was any consistency to how the Pacers pick and if we could have any hope for this 13th pick. Um, when we got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, well, okay, you keep saying we I know. got Kawhi Leonard. I know we never did. We okay, never so did. when we got Paul George and Miles Turner 10th and 11th, like I think that's those were great picks at those spots. Um, Hopefully we can pick well. The problem is when we start getting our 17th, 18th picks, 23rd picks, we don't always pick great. So I don't know if it's just the way the NBA draft shakes out and like around that area you can never really tell. Do you want my short answer? Let's hear your short answer. Yes. <laughs> top picking yeah. in the top 15 is way easier. So than my question picking after that. So my question to you guys is where does 13th fall? Do you think like we we could get a Miles Turner, Paul George type of guy there, or do you think we're going to be more towards the TJ Leaf, Goga Patadze range? I think we're going to trade it still. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I've said that already today. Well, then I shouldn't have done this. We should have looked at trades. <laughs> <laughs> I said last week I thought we would trade the pick. <laughs> but uh, I had fun doing this. Um, what, what would you give the Pacers over the past 10 years, a draft grade? C. Oh, right in the middle. Yeah. I think I'll go C as well, Austin. Yeah, C sounds appropriate because the Pacers have been a C team for the most <laughs> part. So 
So uh, triple C's. Yeah. You love to hear it. That's all I have for that. I, c- I was planning on going back to 2000, but it's very time consuming. History will look back and say they really did that segment. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was a great segment. It was a great segment. I'm glad the few of you that are still listening are still here. <laughs> All right, Jack, I know you wanted to close out today talking about what's going on in the playoffs. Uh, Breezy, we're going to throw to you. Thoughts on the playoffs so far? I think that uh, it's getting rough. We've lost Giannis. We've lost Trey Young. Everybody's lost. But Chris Paul's probably going to get a ring. Your boy. Seems like it. One of my guys, Chris Paul. I feel like there people are doing some personal revisionist history on Chris Paul. There was a lot of Chris Paul hate when he was on the Clippers. I think he kind of redeemed that. But there was good reason to hate they Chris They complained Paul a lot. Yeah. But those are fantastic teams that uh, I think I'll give the blame to Doc Rivers just because, you know, he probably deserves it. Um <laughs> But it seems like Chris Paul kind of redeemed his image with a lot of people last year in OKC after the run that they went on and him really not even having to play there if he didn't want to. Yeah. Um, The guy makes every team he goes to better. I'm not the first person to say that. But um, congrats to the Suns. Great storylines, too, I want to add, on the Suns. It's just a great story. Yeah. yeah. So Chris Paul came to a, a not or to a team without, like, I mean, Devin Booker is a superstar, but a team with no playoff experience, missed the playoffs last year, didn't just go to the team where, like, what Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving did. He didn't team up with other guys. He went there, instantly made him better. They're a finals team right now. Amazing. Cameron Payne's back in the league playing like crazy. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, you love to root for him. The Ayton transformation is incredible he has amazing touch yeah he's blown me away in a couple of these games. around the he's basket so good yeah also chris paul did go to the team that everyone was like oh man they're one piece away from maybe being a finals team so yeah that's that is true the so suns people were saying that well definitely they thought they would be the, a playoff team because of how well they yeah. played in the bubble and they were saying they're a piece away from being able to really make a deep run so but it does it's not like he went there and it's like what kevin durant did in golden state they're not just handing them right exactly the trophy but chris paul's earning this 100 percent. i don't think you can he did go to a team where it was still you do need to make that next right even with adding a guy like chris paul you do have to be able to make the leap and they definitely did that yeah so it's been a fun team to follow along with um etuan moore shout out uh purdue fans out there you got a player in the NBA Finals, Yogi Ferrell, IU fans out there, like myself, like Austin. Um, Sometimes. hate to see it. <laughs> I did just get a Yogi Ferrell. Boogie Farrell. Cousins, UK fans. Sorry. Oh, yeah, true. Well, actually, they got Devin Booker. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's way better than Boogie Cousins. I mean, also, like, if you're a UK fan, like, it doesn't matter who's in the Finals. You're going to have a guy there. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Right? Pretty much. Because, I mean, well, is there a UK guy on the Bucks or the Hawks? I'm sure there is. Maybe. I can't think of any right now. But Solomon Hill, he could be in the finals yeah. still. And Nate McMillan. Down 3-2 behind the eight ball. Solomon Hill, who we gave a C- minus for the draft pick. You or know maybe what? even worse. I can't remember. I, not long ago on this podcast, advocated for trading Trey Young. 
I said that he was a really good player, but I don't know if you could win a title with him as your best piece. Kind of proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe. He, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he if he did not step on that referee's foot, which is yeah horrible, unfortunate. Do you think but, the NBA asked the ref to do that? No. <laughs> Get out of here. But they do ask them to hold the games up. They do. What it was the Clippers Suns game a couple games ago. The last minute was eighteen minutes long. Yeah, that yeah. was a rough one. Yeah. Uh I do think that the Bucks Hawks uh series is gonna come down to who who can get healthy first, Giannis or Trey. If if Giannis comes back, it's over. And if Trey's not there. But if Trey comes back and Giannis isn't there, then I think they have a real shot of winning the next two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this last night, watching the game, the Hawks lost and the Bucks went up. Uh, when it's when you have both your number one guys, I think the series can go either way. But now that they've lost both their number one guys, the Bucks have the next two, maybe three best players in that series. Who's who's the next? Who's third? Brooke Lopez. That's why I said maybe three. Okay, they definitely have the next two with Middleton. Well, Bobby Portis is a second, healthy. Right? Bogdanovich would be the next best guy after Middleton and Holiday. Collins. I, I, don't I think, think so. He, he's Bogdanovich is better than him when healthy, but Collins is a, a good player. He's shown very good. Yeah, he's. I, I feel like he has been underperforming in this series, though, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and he benefits from Trey being on the floor too because he can get those lobs. I mean, he obviously yeah. had that incredible off the backboard one, which is is that the greatest off the backboard pass ever? I think so. Probably. I was having a hard time coming up with other ones that are better. Than I mean, that. LeBron did a few scuba dunks that were amazing, What's a scuba like that. Dunk? or where you throw it off the backboard to yourself. Oh yeah, no, those are always really cool. But those it's are not cool, a pass. But it's it's easier, I think, because you're the only person who needs to be on the same page with it's, yourself. So that's yeah. easier for Trey Young. That's you think he could scuba dunk it easier than throw it off the backboard? No, to John if, Collins. If Trey Young ooped it to himself off the backboard, then that goes. That's above, the greatest yes. one of all. That time. goes above the <laughs> Collins one. <laughs> but as it stands, that. Two Collins is the the best one for sure. Yeah, I I don't know if it's happened that often, so it it's yeah. for sure it's for sure top five at worst, right? Dude, Collins has had just some of the great that dunk he had on Embiid. Uh, was that game one? It there was, was early. An, there was an oop he caught, yeah. and just yammed it mm-hmm. on Embiid last series. What? Uh, do you remember when he was in the dunk contest? And no. he tried to jump over that model plane. He had like the yeah. flight hat on uh-huh. and clipped it, and they gave him a bad score for it. I don't think I've ever seen someone like want to be in the dunk contest as much as John Collins. And he was so devastated when like he got a bad score on some of these dunks. It was cr- I've never seen someone want to do it so much. I feel like they need to get him back in. I mean, he's a great he's a great dunker, dunker and yeah. he wants it. I just feel like he could help revive the dunk contest a little bit. Maybe we just had the worst one of all time. I think we did. Yeah, <laughs> so it really. Did. You got they gotta, it. They got to figure out how to make that thing. Better. Well, hang on. Cassius Stanley was in it, so it can't be the worst of all. He time. was the worst dunker in the worst one of all time. <laughs> oh man, that's that's harsh. His his first dunk should have had a way higher score. Yeah, than but it is also a little recency bias. I'm sure. I, I bet there's been worse. I don't know. This one was yeah, rough you might be to right. watch. <laughs> there was just. Almost no originality at all. It's yeah. terrible. Uh, who do you have winning the championship? I got Suns. Yes, uh, Suns. I'm going to go Bucks. E- even if Giannis comes back well, yeah. and he's 
got a hyperextended knee, he's going to be you've pretty got, much immobile. You've got the Suns coming off a week of rest and Bucks coming off a tough series with Giannis Hurt. So it looks like Suns for me. Yeah. A lot of people will say, and they're not going to be wrong, the Suns avoided a lot of star players and teams because of injuries. Obviously, Anthony Davis in the first round, Jamal Murray, and then Kawhi Leonard being the big players they didn't In no particular order. In no particular <laughs> order. Um, but 10 years from now, all we'll see on Basketball references: Phoenix Suns champions. Right. Assuming that they win, if they win. And well, they, when we do this podcast in ten years, the ten year from now episode, we'll we'll have to come back to this and yes. talk about it then. And they had to deal with Chris Ball, Booker, and Payne all being hurt at different times during this series too, and they were That's able to true. overcome that. So That's true. You can't you can't uh blame them on one side and not give them credit on the other. And they the Suns also in the mid two thousands had horrible Injury luck. Steve Nash got shoved into yeah. a scorer's table, and then Stoudemire and Diaw got suspended. So, the Joe Johnsons breaking his face. They had some terrible luck that they were due to cash in on. Well, speaking of shoves, we teased it earlier. Uh, let's talk a minute about our least favorite announcer in the world, Mark Jackson, who for some reason is in love with Patrick Beverly. And Breezy and I, we talk about this every game almost. Yes. We don't understand it. <laughs> he, My favorite was when he was like, this is not a dirty player. This is a player with the capacity to be dirty. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I am going to start a petition to, if you've ever been to a Pacers game, like right before the game, they show a small video clip with like legendary Pacers which Jeff Foster is included in. Legend. <laughs> but Mark it Jackson is. is included. I would like to petition to get Mark Jackson removed from oh this video. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> Mark Jackson is the worst announcer of any sport I've ever heard. Mark Jackson has... That's not true. Mark That's not Jackson true. has announced his way out well, of future on. coaching jobs. It will soon be true because Marv Albert is almost done. But Marv Albert <laughs> was once amazing yeah. and was once the That's voice... Fair. Of the sport. You'd rather listen to Mark Jackson than Chris Webber. No. You, you thought about it. You, there's a chance, right? Well, Chris Webber's gone now, so okay. I don't think I, I don't have to think you'd about rather it. Listen, I can say, you'd rather listen to Mark Jackson than Dan Dockage. I don't watch college basketball. Okay, but let's just let's just say the worst NBA announcer then, because I would rather listen to Mark Jackson any of day of the Of the announcers week. I listen to. Okay. If you watch lacrosse, you're out there, you watch lacrosse or... <laughs> Field hockey, I, that might be the same sport. It's not. But it's okay. Or soccer, whatever. And there's somebody worse than Mark Jackson. Email us at all underscore pacers at gmail.com and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> or just find us on Instagram or Twitter. That also works. But, uh, yeah, what was it? Mark Jackson's terrible. I forgot what I was saying. He's horrible. Mark Jackson's terrible. They, for some reason, tried to whitewash everything Patrick Beverly was doing on the court every game that was super dirty. And Jay, uh, Van Gundy was doing this, too. He was like, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a dirty play. It's like, all these plays were dirty. I don't know what they're talking about. It's crazy. So you're talking current announcers. Like, who is he even up against? Just like the, the TNT ABC guys? TNT, the local... I mean, I watch a lot of league pass, so I hear. There's a lot no of way he's worse 
than some of those league like guys. when you're listening to the Boston guys or the Heat guys. No, 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 no. He's. I think the, the Heat announcing is, is pretty good. The, the the Cavs guy is horrible. <laughs> He's the is worst. Is that Austin Carr? Yeah. He's uh, so bad. Who who, who does Golden the State Raptors? Have? The Raptors announcing Here, announcers are terrible. I get this a lot from non Pacers fans. They don't like Quinn Buckner. What? They don't like him. Why? Yeah, look, when you can when you're removed from a team and you can be objective about it, yeah. Okay, this I Reddit there's this Reddit thing. It's like where people like comment down. They say OKC Boston Golden State Warriors have some of the worst. I don't know who the Golden State guys are. I can't think of it. What, what year is this from? Uh two years ago. This is the that, most recent one. That might just be people watching the Warriors on League Pass and being annoyed with just having the Warriors. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, like they just don't like the Warriors. They just don't they like the really Warriors. Good. Oh, so that's every, a, that's everything about the Warriors. That makes everybody's sense. Everybody's done me. a 180 back on the Warriors now, though. Yeah. The Durant's gone. Okay. NBA. Oh, this is from 2011, so I won't click on that. But as NBA Power <laughs> Rankings, Jeff Gundy and the 15 worst uh, NBA announcers. <laughs> Did they just call him Jeff Gundy? Or Jeff Van Gundy, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did I, I missed Van. When yeah, I read it, it said Van. Jeff Gundy, but it's Van. Uh, I will say real quick, speaking of Gundy's. I hope Stan will get back in. Stan now. is so good at announcing, yeah. and he's so bad at coaching. Yes, that's he is the flip so side. bad at coaching. <laughs> okay, Jeff Van Gundy was sixth worst in 2011. The worst was Mark Jackson in yes! 2011. <laughs> he was the worst then. He's the worst now. He ten, transcends ten time straight. with his horrible announcing. Where, did, where do you got Hubie Brown on this list? I don't see I Hubie Brown. I love Hubie Brown. Honorable mentions, Brian Collins, and then 15, Austin Carr, then down, Bill Land, John Havlicek. You got to give us teams. You got to give us teams. Oh, sorry. I don't uh, know a lot of the guys. Okay, names. they've got Barkley. Austin 12. Carr, I guess. He's not an announcer. Yeah, that's. This is 2011, too. Did he do any? Well, do you remember the players only stuff they did a few years ago? Oh, players only. Is all the those worst guys, thing. all Nate those Robinson guys are worse. will actually jump anybody <laughs> we can think of. Uh, Doug Collins is eleventh. Doug Collins is good. Yeah, he's pretty good. I don't know what that is. Um, well, then this list is irrelevant. Mark Jackson's not the worst. Keep going. Um, Neil Funk. I I don't know what team. It, it, I can click on the videos, but I'm not going to do that. Of every name you've said so far, that's the first fake one. <laughs> that's not a real uh, guy. number nine. Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller, not great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rick Barry, eight. I think that's probably just because of the awkward encounter he had with Bill Russell. Uh, is Rick Barry? What? Oh, is that Brent Barry? Is, no, that was Rick, is Barry. Rick Barry the Warriors guy? That uh, might actually be the Warriors guy. Oh, no. I can't imagine Rick Barry he announces for the anymore. Warriors. I don't know. And Bill Walton, seventh. Matt Devlin, fifth. Do you know Matt Devlin? Raptors. Oh, Raptors. Hey, Bill Walton on oh, no, a, on a Saturday night, the Pac-12 game, that's a fun announcer. Yeah. Because you're not going to that game to get good basketball analysis. You're there for Bill Walton's craziness. That's a, He doesn't give basketball analysis. I'm guessing yeah. that's why. So he, if you remember, was the play caller for, not play caller, he was the announcer for the Mouse of the Palace. Yep. Very entertaining uh, game for multiple reasons. But yeah, Mark Jackson, Tommy Heinsohn was second. Do you know Tommy Heinsohn? Celtics fans revere this guy, but in all honesty, he's one of the worst and most biased NBA announcers ever. Celtics yeah, legend Tommy Heinsohn. Do I know who Tommy Heinsohn is? So he must still be the guy for the Celtics because I cannot stand the Celtics <laughs> broadcast if, yeah, it's if I'm not watching a Yeah, so uh, and then Mark Jackson's the worst. I, do, I'm not going to read it all, but you guys, we've already talked about him enough. So 
Anyway, Mark Jackson, uh, this I was reading through our text thread. Great quote from the last game. This was on Chris Paul, which love Chris Paul by the way, but Mark Jackson with the most like cliche cliche sissy stuff ever. <laughs> You can't say he's not a champion just because he hasn't won a championship. <laughs> oh, man. Like, bro, that's what... <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Of course we can say that. It's like when people say there's more than one goat for a sport. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's the greatest of all time. You can't have... You have... In the same way, you can't say someone's a champion if they haven't won a championship. Sure, Dude. yeah. Greatest yeah. is a... That's number one. But, yeah, like, Reggie Miller's the goat for the Pacers. Yeah. But, like, Michael Jordan's the GOAT for the NBA. Well, that's a different discussion for yeah, a different so, time. Yeah, but I'm just saying, come on, Mark Jackson. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, um, I hope TNT moves Kevin Harlan up to the prime, the prime position in their lineup. Surely. And I hope they get Ian Eagle to take that Kevin Harlan role. You've been on his I love bandwagon. Is it not Ian? No, it's Ian. How do you, how's it spelled? I think it's I-A-N. I-A-N. No, but it's Ian. No, it's Ian. <laughs> it could be Jan. It could be Jan. <laughs> uh, I think he's fantastic. He's a Nets guy. He's he's really good. He's I think he's one of my favorite NFL announcers, too. The Nets broadcast is terrific. Yeah. It's Ian Eagle and Richard Jefferson. Oh. And who's the girl? There's a girl on there sometimes. That's right, yeah. Both of them, but sometimes it's just her and Eagle. I don't know what her name is. The Jeremiah Johnson com- the comp for Jeremiah Johnson to the Pacers. <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson wishes he could get on the actual call. <laughs> Who's Jeremiah Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here on that Did question. Didn't he play for Kentucky? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go follow us if you're still here. <laughs> On Instagram at all dot pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. I'm thinking of Dakari Johnson. <laughs> You're thinking of. I was gonna say that after the podcast. Yep. For Jack and Breezy, this is Jeremy. See y'all. Peace out. Bonus brought it to him.